You're listening to the Greek's Gridiron, live with Ethan Haristadoulou. Good morning, everyone, and welcome back to the Greek's Gridiron. I am Ethan Haristadoulou, and today we do our power rankings for Wild Card Weekend as we get set to head into the NFL's playoffs. We finished the season off with a pretty wild weekend, some games... Coming down to final scores and teams having some stuff to play for. Some other teams not having a lot to play for besides pride coming away with victories. I would say that we saw some a couple of games that ended in some pretty shocking results. The season finale, that final game last night, Sunday Night Football, being no uh, exception to that. But there's a lot to get into, a lot to talk about. But before we dive into the power rankings for Wild Card Weekend... My question of the day for you guys. I would love to hear this in the comment section down below from you. Who are your representatives for this year's Super Bowl from the AFC and the NFC? What's your pick? What's your matchup? Who do you think meets in that final game for all the gold and all the glory? Let me know. I would love to hear what you guys think. But without further ado, let's dive in and start ranking these teams from worst to first beginning with the bottom four teams we have the bears finishing off the season at number 32 the colts at number 31 the texans at 30 and the cardinals at 29 the bears falling their way the back half of the season all the way down to the number one spot in the nfl draft this is a team that has i think found their quarterback justin fields has a little bit more i think he needs to work on in terms of decision making in the passing game but he has proved that he can be an electrifying force on the ground with his legs and i'll be excited to see the development with him and matt eberflus going forward and while this was not necessarily a great year record wise we saw some more offensive production from this bears team than i think we did last year so i'm really looking forward to see what this team turns into going forward i i was There were some games, I will say, where the Bears kind of made me question if they were going in the right direction with Matt Eberflus, but I think they might have found the right coach and the right team. They just have some stuff they got to work on. They need to bring in some more talent on the team altogether. There There were some really good draft picks last year, and I'm excited to see where this team goes moving forward. The Colts... Honestly, I was hard-pressed to put them at 20, uh, not 20, excuse me, 32, but I, I put them at 31. This is a team that just fell apart in the back half of the season. The firing of Frank Reich, the hiring of Jeff Saturday, that one win over the Raiders, and then just basically losing out the rest of the season. This team needs a lot going forward, and there's going to be a lot that I need to see from these Colts going into the 2024 season, but or the 2023, what is this, 2023 season coming up? Yeah, so a lot I'm going to need to see from this Indianapolis Colts team. They've got to find a quarterback in this year's draft. I don't want to see them go after Derek Carr. They need to find a new young talent to build around. It is time to move on from the carousel of QBs since Andrew Luck has been gone, but this team needs a lot. The good news is the defense is solid. Offensive line, definitely not quite as dominant as it was a few years ago. They got to get back. They need to find a left tackle as well. I think quarterback and left tackle, probably the two biggest needs for this team going forward. A lot that needs to be done. The Texans at number 30, getting a big victory over the Indianapolis Colts. Not surprised there because I feel like during that game that they first played early in the year, it came out in the tie. The Texans just seem to have kind of had somewhat of like the it factor against Indianapolis. And then for them to come away with the victory there, hats off to them. I love you, Smith. Probably not going to be the guy going forward, but I would like to see them try to keep him on the defensive side of the ball because 
for all the struggles that the Texans had this year, defense was actually not terrible. It was somewhere like middle of the road to towards the bottom half of the league, but definitely not the worst. So I would love to see Lovey Smith stick around within like the defensive side of things over there. But I'm, I'm assuming a new head coach, find some weapons on offense. Uh, Davis Mills, is he the guy? Is he not? I don't know. We'll see. But good news is you have a stud young running back who looked pretty solid in his first year. And you just gotta you gotta start adding some pieces and move continue to move on from Deshaun Watson. Cardinals at twenty nine. You're losing JJ Watt. Uh, Kyler Murray obviously ending the season injured. What is gonna happen with this team? What is gonna happen with Cliff Kingsbury? I, I don't know. I just feel like there's such a disconnect between. I have a yawn coming on. Sorry about that. Battling that one that right there. Um, but. What is going to happen with this Cardinals team? There, you have two really good wide receivers. You have a pretty solid rushing attack. You got to hope that your quarterback can either mend his issues with Cliff Kingsbury, or I think it might be you might it might be high in time to consider moving on from him at this point because this was not the season I think Arizona expected to have. Raiders at twenty eight, another one of those teams that just my God, you really have to sit here and think what the hell happened. I mean, with so much talent on the team, you're going to have to find a new quarterback. Obviously, Josh McDaniel is probably going to be around for another year at the very least. But this is a team that vastly underperformed just based off of the talent on the roster alone. We'll have to see where things shake out for them. But this is a team that, you know, my biggest fear for them was Josh McDaniels going into this season. And my fears were kind of... I end the season still feeling the same way. Is Josh McDaniels going to be the head coach for this team to lead them out of the basement? I don't know, but I I think he's a great offensive mind. But you know, this is his second stint as a head coach, and it has and this is a better team on paper than what he had with Denver, and you got pretty much the same awful results. So we'll see. I don't know if Jared Stidham's the answer at quarterback, but I don't think it's Derek Carr, and I don't really think it's Jared Stidham either. They're going to need to find somebody. Broncos at 27. They're going to need to find a new head coach, obviously. But at least, you know, you, you saw a little bit of fire from this offense in the final week of the season going up against a playoff team in the Chargers. Is that a sign of maybe things to come going into next year? I don't know. But just a, a disaster of a season for the offense in Russell Wilson and I, I feel like maybe just Nathaniel Hackett was just not the right choice. And it, between his decision-making, his game management, and it just seemed like a very, uh, a strong lack of leadership. Hopefully they find someone new that can take Russell Wilson and revive his career at this point. Because, you know, yeah, this wasn't a great season for him. Pretty bad. But, I mean, he's not been necessarily the best the last couple of years. So it kind of stemmed from Seattle into Denver now. Hopefully this isn't a sign of just Russell Wilson on a decline, but Denver's locked into, what is it, like four more years with Russ? They got to figure something out because there's an awful lot of money guaranteed towards him and you've got to make it work at least for the next few years. But you have a championship caliber defense, make something happen on the offensive side of the ball. Rams come away at 26, lost cause of a season. This is the absolute worst turnaround for a Super Bowl champion into missing the playoffs, I believe, in NFL history. Just like an abject disaster. Sean McVay is already battling, you know, rumors of him potentially leaving. And he said, you know, we'll get there when we get there. I'm here now, and that's what matters. Um, This will be one of those things where, you know, are you able to reload in the offseason and then try to run it back again? 
injuries depleted this team, losing Cooper Cup, Matthew Stafford, Aaron Donald. I mean, the loss of Von Miller proved to be massive for this defense as well. Uh, I don't know if Bobby Wagner was quite the replacement that they were hoping for him to be. I don't think that he was awful by any means, but I just don't know. That production you lose from Von Miller there was pretty significant, I would say. Just the, the, the clutch gene that runs through him, you've got to find a replacement for that. There's an awful lot you need as far as it just, it's just an infusion of talent to help this roster reload, but you need depth as well. And that lack of draft picks, while <clears throat> it's easy to say F them picks, you know, going into... They're coming off of the, like that massive Super Bowl win. It's kind of starting to show at this point where your roster is so top-heavy, but you're lacking that depth, and they need to find some depth. Jets at 25 here. Another team that just went from you know sky-high with aspirations of the playoffs to just stumbling to the bottom. I don't know what's going to happen with Zach Wilson. I don't think he's the guy for New York at this point. It just does not seem like you can really come back from where they are. I mean, hell, you even had... I forget who the coach was. One of the coaches saying that Russell, uh, not Russell Wilson, excuse me, Zach Wilson should have sat his rookie year ultimately. And that's, that's how, you know, things have just kind of gone off the rails there. Thankfully, you have a really talented defense. You had the best four man rush in the NFL this year. They blitzed the absolute least and were in the top like 10, I believe in sacks. There was such a dominant group when they were healthy. So you have a great defense to build around, but they have got to figure out their signal caller issues. Cause you have a litany of talent. Now you have a great running back in Brees Hall, who unfortunately got hurt. Clearly your skill, your talent at wide receiver, outstanding as well. You've got to get somebody who can deliver the football and manage an offense effectively. The Titans at 24, finishing the season off with a seven-game losing streak. You know, I remember they were seven and three, and I was sitting there saying, this is the Titans, this is the Titans division to lose. They're gonna win the AFC South. And they crashed and burned from seven and three to seven and ten to finish off the season. Just an abject disaster over there in Tennessee. I will say that, you know, I believe in Mike Vrabel. I think he's going to be able to retool this team. The firing of the GM, clearly there was a belief, or like a, not a belief, but I, I should say like a, there was just, there, not on the same page between coach and general manager. I'm curious to see if Mike Vrabel gets more of the decision-making with player personnel because I feel like Mike Vrabel is a guy who has that that level of ability to find the guys that he wants to be able to coach the team that he needs. And I firmly believe in Mike Vrabel as a guy. I think he's going to be able to turn it around over there. But like the loss of A.J. Brown was massive for this team. So you've got to find a guy that can truly be that A.J. Brown receiver to complement the running game that you guys have over there. Injuries, obviously a factor, but the defense was pretty solid. You got to retool, you got to reload and start running it back. But, you know, th this team looked good at one point in the season. The injuries just eventually mounted and caught up and you, the lack of talent, injury to Ryan Tannehill, just a lot to overcome for the Tennessee Titans. So while it's easy to look and be like, wow, you went from seven and three to seven and 10 and kind of point and laugh. When you really start to look at it, you start to really understand kind of what happened here with this team. So hopefully they can retool and reload. I don't doubt the Titans too, too much here. I think it's just a matter of getting healthy again, reloading the roster, and you're going to have to find, I think, a new answer at quarterback at this point because the, the shine on Ryan Tannehill is kind of running out. Falcons at 23. You've got a young nucleus to build around. The defense still needs a lot of work. I think that's been like a common theme for this team for a handful of years now at this point. You got to continue to find and just, and find, you need premier talent. You want to find premier edge rushers and, you know, the secondary leaves a lot to be desired for me over there in 
Atlanta. So you've got a young nucleus of players. I don't know if Desmond Ritter's the guy or not, but you went and drafted him in the third round. I would say go all in on him and just continue to build that offense around him. See what you can get out of him because Desmond Ritter, he's a proven winner in college. Maybe he can bring that into the NFL with him. And, you know, you only got a small sample size of him this season, so we'll have to see where they go moving forward. Saints at 22. Sounds like Sean Payton's going to come back to the NFL, but it's not going to be with the Saints. So I'm assuming they continue to move forward with Dennis Allen. We'll maybe wait and see if anyone gets fired. Black Monday is obviously today. So we'll see if anything crazy happens in terms of firings and teams moving on and whatnot. Uh, really disappointing loss against the Panthers to finish off the season as well. I thought maybe the Saints could come away with a victory, but obviously not. They lost 10-7. to uh, A lot that this team needs in terms of just like the offense with signal caller, and also just finding, I guess it's probably the biggest need for them. Injuries were kind of a factor for this team this year as well. I don't know what's going to happen between like Jameis Winston and Andy Dalton. I don't really think Andy Dalton's the guy. I don't really think Jameis Winston's the guy at this point because I really would have thought once Jameis Winston got healthy, we would have saw him again, but we never did. And I'm really curious as to why, unless his back injury was just more serious than what was being let on. I'm that's probably my biggest head scratcher for this team because I feel like Jameis Winston could have won you some games that Andy Dalton just simply couldn't but what do I know Uh, but the Saints are in a really weird place where I feel like this team was more talented than their record was and injuries and just the, the the issue at quarterback ultimately kind of spun this team into a tailspin and ultimately to where they ended up being at the end of this season the Browns at 21 um You know, you expected this offense to get better when Deshaun Watson was under center, and it really did not get better. The ground game is still awesome over there. You still have a great O-line defense, not quite as good as it was on or as expected to be on paper. So we'll see what happens there. There's obviously the drama with Jadevian Clowney. You want to make sure you find somebody to compliment Miles Garrett. If he's gone while not taking away anything from Miles Garrett, you want to make sure there's somebody on the opposite end to take attention away from him to allow Miles Garrett to do his thing. But I mean, someone there or not, Miles Garrett's going to eat, but you want somebody to help make his job a little bit easier. But at the quarterback spot, big question marks. You gave a lot of money, a lot of money guaranteed to Deshaun Watson. You've got to hope that he was just knocking off Russ this season because he missed like almost 700 days of actual football that mattered. So we'll see where the Browns go from here. But I was not encouraged by the passing game at all that they had. You still have Nick Chubb. Uh, I don't think Kareem Hunt's going to be back, which they were a fantastic one-two punch together. But Kareem Hunt was trying to force his way out before the trade deadline, so that'll be up in the air as well. I think you need to find another legit guy, wide receiver, aside from Mari Cooper. You want to have like a true one and two. To re- that seems to be like the thing in the NFL at this point. So I would look for something along the lines of like a legit number, a number two wide receiver, and just hope that Deshaun Watson was just simply knocking off the rust this year. At number twenty, we have the Carolina Panthers. At nineteen, Washington. At 18, we have the Patriots. And at 17, our first playoff team, the Miami Dolphins. So Panthers at 20, they finished the season off. You know, at 7 and 10, this is a team that probably should have been along the lines of like only five or four wins just because of all things considered. You get rid of Christian McCaffrey, you fire your head coach midseason, but your team's still competitive in winning games. You expected them to not even be close in. And here they are now. I think this team would make a massive mistake not hiring Steve Wilkes as the head coach moving forward. It feels like the players really bought in behind him. I know his one season it was in like 
Arizona or something like that. Didn't go well, however long that was. If it was in Arizona, I might even be wrong about that. But I remember him being a head coach somewhere within the last, you know, recent memory. Um, I, I, the players bought in. It seems like he might be a guy for them to lead and, you know, go with go with what go with what makes sense. And it feels like Steve Wilkes might be that guy for Carolina. The commanders, <sighs> Sam Howell leading to, I can't even believe that the commanders won the way they did. We'll start off from there, but defense finally healthy, looked really good. And then the offense, Sam Howell steps in, plays as good of a game as you could ask for a rookie that has not had seen a single regular season snap up to this point. I saw a lot of Commanders fans asking why we were finding out that Sam Howell might have some talent in the final game of the season and why they didn't go to him sooner. While it might be frustrating because you were this close to the playoffs and you know you, you would have loved to have maybe seen him get a chance sooner rather than later, maybe he needed all that time to sit and learn to look as solid as he did in his first and only start of the season. So a little bit of positive there. I'm excited to see if maybe they stick with Sam Howell and really give him a shot in this upcoming offseason and into training camp going into next year. Maybe he ends up being the guy. I don't know. But the constant back and forth of is Taylor Heineke our quarterback and whoever else is also quarterbacking the team there has to end over in Washington because you have a really good defense. Pass rush with that front seven being outstanding. A lot of first round picks on that defensive front. You want to be able to build off of that. And you really have a bunch of talent in terms of the running back, wide receivers, offensive line, just continue to build on what you have going on there because there are some pieces there as well. Another team that just really needs a true, legit signal caller, and you have an actual playoff contending team. Patriots at 18. I just... I don't really know what to make of the Patriots, man. You, they One drive... It's like they're, they are a drive-by-drive team. One drive, they could be looking really good. Another drive, they could be looking really good, but it ends in disaster. And then you have drives where it's like three and out, three and out, three and out, three and out, and you're just stubbing yourself like it, like with your toe. You're, you're like kicking the, the, the leg on your bed frame over and over again. I, I, I would like to believe it's just because Matt Patricia was calling the offense. Hopefully the rumors of Bill O'Brien coming back are true. I really think that this team will benefit from having a legit, offensive coordinator and I don't know if Mac Jones is the guy or not anymore I'm not as high on him as I was coming into the season I think you know my, my expectations were like here from coming off of last season to like now like here but I still don't think that like all is lost with Mac Jones there has been a lot of drama in the media surrounding him this year so much has gone on uh but I think that with a really good offensive coordinator, you have a legit opportunity to maybe figure some things out. And my cat gravy joins in for almost the midpoint of our power rankings. Put you right over here, buddy. <laughs> now, at number 17, my first playoff team, the Miami Dolphins, you think, how are they outside of the top 14 if they're in the playoffs? You don't even know if you're going to have anyone beyond Skylar Thompson ready for the playoffs. While, you know, you come away, you scratch and claw to keep yourself into the playoffs. They were on like a five-game losing streak or something like that, the Dolphins, before they finally won this week. This is probably, this feels like the one-and-done team for the playoffs. You're the number seven seed. You're two quarterbacks back in your depth chart at this point because who knows if Teddy Bridgewater is going to play. I don't think Tua is going to play again this season. It would be kind of crazy if he did, just considering the amount of concussions this dude has dealt with this season. Uh, but we'll see what happens. 
But right now, Miami is probably my weakest team going into this group of playoff teams. I'm really concerned about them at the moment. And while the defense plays somewhat tough and you do have really awesome skill talent, I just don't know if Skylar Thompson's your quarterback or even if Teddy Bridgewater is the quarterback, if this team's going to make that much noise in the playoffs. I could be totally wrong on that, but that's just kind of my feeling at this very moment. Seahawks are at number 16, another playoff team, getting some help from the Detroit Lions after winning their game yesterday. And again, another team that probably sitting at the bottom in terms of the playoffs, this was a really hot team at one point, and they just kind of sputtered out and looked really bad the back half of the season. Defense couldn't stop a nosebleed after having a really good stretch of games and starting off the season really poor. It was like it was like bad, good, and bad. It was like a bad with some good in the middle kind of sandwich. And you have a listen, Geno Smith, best season of his career. He set the season passing yard record for this, or not? The, yeah, the season passing record for the the uh, for the quarterback. Uh, wow! Oh my goodness, brain fart. He passed the single season record for passing yards for the Seattle Seahawks. Is what I was trying to say there, and I mean, it. You have a good running game. If you can get the good part of the season, Geno Smith, because there was a stretch where things kind of got a little ugly. If you can get the good part of Geno Smith coupled with that running game, and you need the defense to to turn into the defense that looked really solid during their stretch of wins there when they and they made it to like six and three, seven and three, whatever it was at the time, that Seahawks team can compete. But right now, it's not really that Seahawks team. You like barely beat a down and out Rams team that had nothing to play for right now besides pride. Not too hot on them. We'll see where they go, but my bottom team for the NFC playoff group. Packers at number 15, you take a loss again to the Lions. You basically had a win in your end situation, and the offense just kind of, after finding a groove, sputters out and struggles against a Lions defense that has not really been great. The Lions had nothing to play for but spoiler, and they ultimately let them go away with a win. Quay Walker got ejected again. Thankfully, the season is kind of over for Green Bay. I don't think we really wanted to see this team go to the playoffs. I thought ultimately they would find their way in, but obviously not. They've got some things to work on. Injuries were definitely an issue for this team this year, but I think with another year under their belt now for some of these players, Quay Walker needs to have a stern talking to from his coaching staff after that. You could tell that Matt LaFleur was not happy about that, but I think adding another piece to the wide receiver room is kind of crucial. While Romeo Dobbs had flashes here and there and Christian Watson kind of figured it out in the back half of the season I think you need to find a legit playmaking guy to kind of complement the group of receivers you have. You can't keep, and while I understand Aaron Rodgers loves Randall Cobb, you can't keep relying on Randall Cobb as like your main guy at this point. He's like 33 years old or something. You got to find another young guy you can trust. So maybe this group gets a little bit better with a season of experience under their belt. Maybe the Packers can start out a little bit stronger, but Green Bay is definitely missing some pieces. Defensively, not as good as they were last year, but still a pretty solid unit. And I'd be excited to see how like Jair Alexander performs being further out from his injury that he had last year going into this season. But this is a team that's potential playoff team. If they add some more pieces and just continue to move in the right direction, I think we can find Green Bay right back into the thick of things next year. Pittsburgh at number 14, Mike Tomlin doing it again. One of the most impressive coaches in the NFL. He's able to find his way into near playoff contention at nine and eight, avoiding a losing record again. Hats off to him. 
Uh, really impressed with what the Steelers did this year. Cannot believe they finished the season off 9-8 and eight because at one point it did not seem like that was going to be the case and this was going to be his first losing season. But it will not. They didn't make the playoffs, but, you know, if I put the Steelers up against, like, say, the Packers, the Seahawks, or the Dolphins, and the Seahawks and Dolphins being playoff teams, I think I would take the Steelers right now. Lions at number 13, while they didn't make it to the playoffs, they got another victory. They finished the season 9-8. and eight. For all the doubters of Dan Campbell, it really feels like he is a legit guy for this team. And I feel like this Lions team next year is competing for a legitimate playoff spot. Jamison Williams looks like he is as advertised. It's unfortunate he, it took him so long to get healthy and get into the thick of things for this season. But now that he's going to be even further removed from injury, I think he's going to be that playmaker that they thought he was going to be when they drafted him. This is a team that I think is going to really be a problem. They, they honestly, they met my expectations for this year. I said going into the season, this is a team that was going to surprise, and they definitely did at 9-8. and eight, And I think things are only going to continue to move forward for this Lions team. It really feels like something special is brewing in Detroit, and this week confirmed it for me. Buccaneers are sitting at 12, Giants at 11, the Ravens at 10, and the Vikings at 9. The Buccaneers... They looked good until they took out Tom Brady and they put up that 17 points and I thought they were going to come away with that victory against Atlanta. Obviously, the backups did not really look too great when they were going up against the Falcons at second half, but I will say this. It seems like there might be a little bit of a groove that they figured out in Tampa Bay. I could be totally wrong, but it seems like offensively, maybe they finally figured it out. Last week, going into this week, those first, those like last six quarters looked really good. Tom Brady's finding his receivers. If he can, you know, just stay sharp, hit his guys where he needs to. The Buccaneers, they have Brady. They have a really good defense. Offensive line's getting healthy at the right time. Ryan Jensen coming back. I mean, it feels like, you know, maybe despite how bad the season is and you're eight and nine, you know, you're getting healthy at the right time. You seem to be finding your groove at the right time. Buccaneers could make some noise. Giants at 11, you could maybe argue that the Buccaneers could be a step higher than them. They still played a really solid game against Philadelphia, despite pretty much resting all their starters. This is a team that, you know, health has been the issue for them this back half of the season. They started out really strong and then since then have kind of sputtered, but still found their way into the playoffs. So good on them. Uh, I it'll ultimately just be health for this team. Can they, are they going to be as healthy as possible going into their first playoff game next week? I don't know what they're going to do as far as noise for this playoff run here, but you're the, what are they? The number, oh, they're the number six seed. That's bad on me. I should know that. But um, at this point here, you know, you've got to believe that this giants team, if they can just stay steady with their ground game, they have a shot running the football effectively especially at this point in the season, is like bread and butter. So if they can just avoid turnovers, Daniel Jones can play clean, and Saquon Barkley can do the thing that he's been doing all year long, looking like a very effective runner, this Giants team has a shot. Ravens at number 10. The big question mark for me is ultimately going to be, is Lamar Jackson ready or not? It sounds like he's optimistic and that he's going to play, but I don't really know. You're hearing some weird things coming out of Baltimore. I was reading some rumor stuff that like Baltimore thinks that he's lazy or that he just isn't trying to get back or something like that. I don't believe that at all, but I was, I've was i seen some pretty wild things being said about Lamar Jackson the last few weeks. I still think he is a legit playmaker. He is an absolute threat when he's healthy and on the field, and this Ravens offense is clearly a different team minus Lamar Jackson. If he's there, this team can make some serious noise. If he's not... I don't really think they make it further than this week that they have here coming up in the wild card round. 
Vikings at number nine. This is another team that defense is going to make or break them. They have so much talent on the offensive side of the ball. They can move the ball at will when necessary. Hopefully Dalvin Cook is good. I know he got hurt during the game. We'll see what happens with him. Hopefully that doesn't prevent him from being a full go go, running through these playoffs because you really want to have a good run game to complement your awesome passing game. But it's really going to be do or die for this defense on the Vikings if they want to make any sort of run in this playoff. At number eight, we have the Chargers. At seven, Jaguars. Six, the Cowboys. And at five, the Buffalo Bills. At number eight, the Chargers. You know, ugly finish to the season against the Denver Broncos. It really felt like they were trying to win that game, and then they realized, we're not going to get this done, and they kind of gave up. Whether it was just the Broncos' night, or maybe we were seeing a little bit of some issues with the Chargers offensively, I don't really know, but a little bit concerned as to the way they kind of sputtered in this final game. This was kind of a game that you wanted to see them make a statement on offense, maybe jump to an early lead dominantly, and then sit guys, but... This was like, a, okay, just wave the white flag. We got the playoffs next week. Just forget about this game. We're not going to win. A little bit concerning, but I still have a strong belief. Your defense starting to get healthy. Joey Bosa's back. Hopefully him and Mac can be a threat for teams going up against them in the playoffs defensively. If that pass rush can hit home and this offense can be as high flying as you want, as long as Mike Williams isn't hurt, this is a team that could make a run. Jaguars at number seven, winning the AFC South. Love it, love it, love it. Big fan of Jacksonville right now. If Trevor Lawrence can just not miss wide open receivers, this team has a shot. You have a really solid running game, a really good coach in Doug Peterson. Defense looks like it's it's playing at a very opportunistic level, the type of level you want to see going into the playoffs. Not sure if they make it out of the wild card round, but this is a team that I could see maybe shock and get a win in the first week and then maybe get knocked out in the divisional round. Don't know how far they're going to go. I just think experience is ultimately what's going to hold them back a little bit here, but a team that could make a little bit of noise in this playoff round at number six. And I almost dropped them down to a spot here and put the Jaguars above them. The Dallas Cowboys, man, not a good game at all. A game where you're essentially playing for a shot at, at what is like realistically like the number two seed if you win and the Eagles had lost. But ultimately, you just could not get a thing going against the commanders. The offense did not look good. Pick six from Dak Prescott. I mean, you've really got to hope that this game was getting all the bad juju out of you and you're getting ready for the playoffs. And because that was not the finish to the season that I think a Cowboys team needs to play. And I don't know if it was Jason Garrett or if it was some... I forget who it was. Somebody was talking on the broadcast and they were saying that they think that the thing with this Cowboys team is that they're really good playing at home and on like turf fields, but they struggle on grass fields. Interestingly enough, I don't know if that's a thing or not. That's something I'm really going to have to look at some more, but somebody mentions it around the broadcast during that game or was it Sunday night football? I forget who it was. Somebody said it at some point. I heard them say it. And that's something I'm going to have to really look at here, but not a good end to the season. Slightly worried one and done would be a disaster for how good this defense has been for the majority of the year. You've got to hope that that was just a a team that was looking towards the playoffs and maybe didn't really worry too much about seeding since they weren't going to win their division. I don't know. Not sure, but we'll see where this team shakes out. But I, I just think that you had a shot at the number two seed and potentially to win your division, and you kind of blew it there. I know the Eagles won their game anyways, but the shot was there, and you don't know that the Eagles win their game until you finish your game. So we'll see. Bills at number five, good win over the Patriots. You win 35-23, but it took a couple of special teams returns for that to happen. 
Don't get me wrong. It was awesome to see those two returns. Fantastic job by Naeem Hines. But in hindsight, your offense only puts up 21 points to win that game. Slightly concerned, just very slightly, I would have liked to see a more dominating performance from this team offensively. You're beating down on a Patriots team. You get your job done, but I think you sit a little bit behind my top four teams. Now, to wrap up this power rankings for the season, we're going to be doing them through the playoffs too. I didn't do that last year, but we're going to do it this year. Top four teams. Rankings be damned. Seeding be damned for the playoffs. This is where my top four teams sit. At number four, we have Philadelphia. At number three, we have San Francisco. At number two, Kansas City. And at number one, I've got the Cincinnati Bengals. At number four, we have the Philadelphia Eagles. Jalen Hurts obviously knocking some rust off after missing a few games. Offense looked solid. I'll leave it at that. Defense looked good. I'll leave it at that. 49ers, at this point, they're probably the most threatening team in the NFC. I have been worried about Brock Purdy all year long. Or not all year long, excuse me, since he's been in. Just because he's young, inexperienced, but there is just so much talent around him. It's hard for him to not look good. If he just continues to make good decisions and distribute the ball well, the talent around him takes this offense to the moon. Defense is fantastic. This is my team in the NFC now. I'm all in on the 49ers. I think that they are probably going to be the team that represents in the Super Bowl. I think it's a really good team, and it's one that could beat pretty much anybody in the NFL. From top to bottom on both the offense and the defensive rosters, you have legitimate playoff contenders and a team that could very well be in the Super Bowl and find its way to a Lombardi. At number two, the Kansas City Chiefs. You could argue they're probably the hottest team in the AFC right now, but I think that may go to the Cincinnati Bengals. But I mean, Patrick Mahomes, probably going to win the MVP. He has proved that Tyreek Hill did not make him. I don't want to say that he made Tyreek Hill because Tyreek Hill had a fantastic season himself, but I think it was just, that was a, that was a match made in heaven when it was there. Patrick Mahomes is the guy that we all thought he was minus Tyreek Hill. Him and Travis Kelsey hook up each and every single week to the tune of like a touchdown or two, it feels like, weekly. Uh, he's very good at distributing the ball, making things happen. Plays break down. Don't worry. Patrick Mahomes is there to get it done. Defense is pretty good over there in Kansas City as well. There are some things that I think that they need to work on a little bit as they go through the stretch run of the playoffs, but a team that I could very well see representing the AFC in the Super Bowl. But then my number one team, the Cincinnati Bengals. They're hot. They're arguably the hottest team in the AFC. It's a shame what happened on Monday night last week because I would have loved to see the end result of that game. But prayers to DeMar Hamlin. I'm glad he's getting better, you know. But I firmly believe that this Cincinnati team could have came away with a victory over the Bills. And if they had beaten the Bills and then gotten the win the way they did this week, they would be riding so high and so hot going into these playoffs. And I think they still are, don't get me wrong. But defensively, they play really well, especially in the second half of games. Joe Burrow is just ice cold. They have Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, Joe Mixon, Tyler Boyd. Offensive line looks really good. Obviously, Lael Collins' injury is not great, but this team from top to bottom is just so good and so threatening. They're my team right now that I feel makes it back to the Super Bowl, and this could potentially be their year. If I was to pick my two representatives for the Super Bowl right now, as I asked you guys in the beginning, I'm probably thinking Bengals 
and 49ers. The Bengals have all the wins you need against all the teams. They and they were leading against Buffalo on Monday. But right now, I feel like Cincinnati has all the tools on the AFC side, and I think the 49ers have all the tools on the NFC side, and that is a Super Bowl that I am rooting for seeing. But those are my power rankings to cap off the regular season. Like I said, we'll do this going through the playoffs. I've got a new series starting up as well. We'll be taking a look at each and every single team that's knocked out of the playoffs right now and just kind of talking about them. Quick little videos, but just kind of my thoughts on them, what they should do for free agency, the draft, uh, like a big move or two that each team should look to make, whether it's coaching or something else. We'll dive into all those teams as we start to progress through the playoffs as well. So appreciate you all for watching and for sticking around until the very end. If you made it, I will see you all next time. Have a good one.